Uh, I will read for you guys. Uh, Romans chapter 1, 16 and 17. I will read for you. <clears throat> for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believe, to the Jews first, and also to the Greek. For in it's the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Um, so yeah, um, you know, Paul starts uh, with uh, in 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. When we say that, it really reflects the heart of Paul. And I, I, I really like Paul. Uh, you know, you, you, you see in the Bible how many epistles, how many books have written, you know. Man, that's a great, great uh, story of uh, if, you, if you just see Paul, how he has been converted, you know, I mean, how he became a Christian. He used to be a persecutor, you know, he used to be a guy who used to drag, a, you know, believers to a jail and put it there. And he used to be that, you know, the guy with the jail, whatever he do, he have passion for it, you know. He, he have that jail that he will do it by whole heart. And, and you know, when he say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, we see the hearts of the Paul that he means it, you know, not ashamed of the gospel. And, and it's really, really cool. And, and you, know, you know, when he was writing that to the Romans uh, uh, churches and uh, to the Romans uh, audience, you know what, that Rome was very much sophisticated city, actually. You know, it's well built, everything as well. You know, even though now, if you go, if the remaining part, you will see the structure of the roads. You know, the structure of all the things they have done in those years. You know, long, long time ago, it's fascinating. It's like how much Romans are so brilliant, sophisticated. Their building, you will say, or their all fighting place, you will see. Man, like all the beautiful, you know, things. It, it was a sophisticated city, right? But guess what? Paul was not intimidated with that. You know, Paul was not scared with that. There's their sophistication. And he said to his audience, to the Romans, that I am not a same of the gospel. That was, I was thinking about, man, how many times I've been ashamed to share the gospel? You know, to be frank, you know, to be honest, just think about yourselves, you know, I put myself to, how many times we feel, uh, you know, you know, it's like, uh, I should share, but um, maybe not, you know. You feel that that's way? I feel that many times. You know, we feel ashamed of proclaiming what Jesus can do. You know, the gospel, the gospel which, you know, which, which have a power to change the life. And probably Paul very closely, very dearly, with his heart, he knew the power of the gospel in Jesus Christ. You know, the, the Jesus Christ, the gospel in Jesus Christ, which will save the life and turn your life from, you know, where you are to a different area. You know, you go ahead and try hard to change yourselves. You know, guys, how many times we did that? And we fail, right? Many times we fail. We, we probably tried hundred times to change ourselves, even eating habits. Did you able to so far? I think you're still struggling, right? But, you know, Paul knew that the gospel can transform the life. It can transform to so real beauty, you know, that you will, can't imagine about it. I cannot imagine. Just think about yourself 10 years ago, where you are, and what God did in your life. 
How did it happen? Because of the gospel that we put our faith in Jesus Christ. And that transformed your life. Guys, and Paul knew about it, and Paul knew that this, you know, there is a power to change the life, and I should share about it. You know, Paul was never, you know, scared to share the gospel. Even Berea or Athens, anywhere he went, it was all about gospel. His heart was a missionary heart. Guys, you know, we should be a people, we should love the mission. You know why? Because Jesus was our first missionary. How about that? You know? Jesus was the first missionary. He came to you guys. For you guys. You know, for us. For me. The you know, chief of sinner. The, you know, the wicked guy. You know? For me, he came as a missionary. You know? And he died for me. He gave us that gospel which have a power you know, to save and change the life. Many times we are not effective because we do not know the power of it. You know? That's the problem is here. I feel like that, like many times I like, I'm not doing it right. Because I, I, I don't understand it sometimes, how powerful it is. It can change the life. It can be a ticket for heaven for someone, you know. And do you want to uh, see your fellow brothers, you know, going to hell? Definitely not. If you don't want to do that, then probably we should start working not to be ashamed of the gospel. We should be looking forward to every opportunity to grasp it and share the gospel. And I get that, that it is hard to preach the gospel, you know. Some might have problem like, okay, how should I start and how should I finish, right? And that's a big problem, you know. Always we want to share. And we say so many things and it doesn't make any sense sometimes. It's like, what did you say? I don't understand anything, you know. And instead of, instead of you know, what Jesus did and, uh, you know, what is the gospel is all about, you know, something else, you know. So there was a barber who was, <laughs> who become a Christian and, and, you know, he's very excited to share the gospel. His church, like, challenged him, uh, we should share the gospel and bring people to Christ. And she was excited, working, like, okay, he, one morning he opened the shops and, like, how today, this morning, how I'm going to share the gospel. I'm going to share the gospel and lead some uh, people to Christ. And so what did, he did is, he, you know, he, people came, customer came and sit down and he started, you know, doing his beard thing, you know, shaving and all. So he is with his knife doing this thing, you know, like I got to share this guy, you know. So he's moving around his knife around his, you know, neck and all side and he said, do you want to go heaven? <laughs> so, so this guy is in trap, you know, if I say no, he might kill me, you know. <laughs> if I say yes, he might, you know. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Just a, just a, you know, just an example, you know. You might not know how to do it, you know. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, maybe you need to train or something like that, you know. But I will say the best way to do it is, you know, Paul, wherever he went, he shared his testimony. Right? All the epistles, throughout the epistle, he will share his story again and again. How he met Jesus Christ. How he changed. How he fell down. How his eyes are open. You know? How Jesus caught him on the way to Damascus. And that's the story he will share again and again. You know? Many times we share too many things, but not the things that God did in our life. My dear friends, I, I would like to challenge you that share your story how God did difference in your life. And where you are right now, that it is the gospel which changed me and you. And where I am today, standing a completely new, brand new guy or girl, a man and woman, this is because of Jesus Christ. 
And that's the thing that Paul understands. That's the thing that Paul got that. And he grabs it, you know, like, I'm going to share it, even if it costs my life. That's the heart of Paul was. And that's why he will go anywhere. No selfish motive you see. And if he have to work, he would rather work, but preach the gospel. He did that, you know. And, and, and I, I was really blown away by, by the things, you know, Paul, how he preached the gospel, how he take it to the next level. Just think about it. How many places he planted church? How many places he, whenever he pray, he mentioned so many cool names, you know. Like I'm thinking about you guys, I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about Priscilla and Akola, you know, so many guys, you, names here. Which is like a fascinating and cool, like his whole heart was to see the gospel preached throughout the entire world. And that's why Paul always mentioned here, I'm not a same of the gospel. For it is the power of God for saving to everyone who believes. Paul knows that the people are looking for salvation. And in those times, um, the Greek philosophy in Romans, uh, what they're doing is, uh, they, have a, uh, they came to a conclusion that there is a something need in human lives, we need it, something salvation. We are not complete, you know. They have that philosophy going on that those days in, in, the, in the Romans' time, you know, that time, that was going on. And, and so Paul, you know, makes sure that they know that there is only salvation in Jesus Christ. Yes, you are incomplete, and that's incompleteness you have that can be completed in Jesus Christ. That's what Paul wants to bring them to them, you know, to let them know that only Jesus Christ. My dear friends, how many people are looking salvation in America, you know, in financial things? Salvation, maybe I have things, it will come up from salvation, will come from financial things, material things, maybe from cars, maybe from bikes, you know, you know what I mean? Deep down in their heart, they know that they need something, they need salvation. And guys, you and me can be that people who can you know, tell them about salvation is in Jesus Christ. And it is free if you believe it. You know, you need, no need to do anything. If you believe, that's it. You got it. You know? That's what I think we need to be. We need to be the shining light. We need to be the ambassador for Christ. We need to be a royal priesthood. And we need to be the mediator. You know? And cool thing, Jesus was a mediator for us. But now we are the mediator for the people. And now it is our part. We should do it. You know? and, and that's what Paul would encourage them. That there is a power of God. You know, there's a life-changing power. The power which will change you completely uh, and give you salvation. That's what Paul wants to uh, hit on that note. You know, and they want to tell that. And it doesn't matter you are Greek or Hebrew or whatever. You know, doesn't matter what caste you are from. Either whether you are rich or poor. You know, everybody can come to Jesus Christ. Only they need faith. You know, that's simple to share. And that's what uh, marvelous for me to you know learn and, and, and go through it. Like, wow, that's cool. And you know, when we do that, when we believe, and you know, when we just simply keep on faith that Jesus Christ came as a savior for me, you can tell them. And what it does is, is activate the righteousness of God for us. You know, the righteousness of God, which love the sinner. You know, you can tell them that righteousness of God, and around the world. To be righteous, people do so many things, especially in Nepal. 
Uh, they, they do so many things. They will have a month of, uh, you know, worship ceremonies. They will spend ton and ton of money. People every year, they will come to a place in Nepal. A pilgrim will come to a place and they will spend ton of money once a year. That will, they think that will make them righteous. And there is a holy river they call and where especially uh, people burn their body and throw the ashes on the river. They drink the water from there and they think that will make them righteous. You know, so many things they think that by work they will gain righteousness, which is not. We know that we, as a believer, we know that it is only by the grace of God. They don't understand that. And who's going to share that? We're going to. We should. And we should be the, that people, you know, to let them know that it's not by work, you know. Go ahead and try it. You know, God is holy and we are sinner. We can. It is by only Jesus Christ you can do that. I think that's, that's the story we should, uh, you know, dive in. That's the church we should be. We should be the church, you know, hey, if Jesus become the first missionary, we should be, you know, also a church which should be a missionary to our neighbors, to our family, you know, start with the family. Family, neighbors, your nations, you know, let's do that, you know. As somebody said, if you can uh, send it, maybe you can spend it, you know. I like that, you know, like, ah, oh, that's cool, actually, you know. Uh, and I want to conclude with one of the story. One of the uh, uh, guy who was a very rich guy, and um, he had billions of money. But he became Christian, and and he was strong, and he knew that he had to preach the gospel. But he didn't know how to preach the gospel again. You know, he was in dilemma. I don't know how where to start and where to finish. But he figured out like I will, I can do something to bring someone to Christ, to hear the gospel. So he he had a, probably twenty fifty cars in his garage. He decided Sunday morning, get up and grab a taxi driver and a taxi and said, you know, how much it costs if you drive with me whole day today, you know? He said, okay, $100. He said, no, I will give you three times of that. But the thing is you need to do is you need to stay with me wherever I go, whatever I listen, you need to listen that whole. You can't move from there, you know? <laughs> Guess what he did? He took him to the church. And taxi driver, nowhere to go. He just... Sitting down there and hearing the word of God, you know, and that's how he did it, you know. That's like gospel, here we go, you know. Uh, so, what I mean to encourage, find your way <laughs> how we can reach out the people, you know. Um, maybe it's, you can invite to your fellowship, your home, or prayer, or you can go and reach out to them. I don't know. Barbecue, maybe, you know. Um, maybe Buffalo Wing. I don't know. I'm just giving all this food name. Krispy Kreme, my favorite, you know. <laughs> So, I mean, just, just find a way, you know, what I mean to. And, you know, your church is doing so amazing job in Cambodia and all the places. Support them, guys. If you can do financially, maybe you have something else you can do. It prayer, you can maybe come and pray, you know, for them. Knee, go kneel down and, you know, pray, but then remember them, you know, that you are remembering them in prayers. I think that's what we should do as a church. And be a church which is a... You know, Matthew told me, did say, go and make disciples, you know. Let be that kind of church uh, we will be, you know. And I will challenge you when you do that and go to mission field. It will change your life. You will say, I will go and bless the nation, but I will say, you'll be blessed. You'll come back and you'll appreciate it for all the things you have. Your hot water, your electricity, everything. You'll be thankful to that. I'll, I'll challenge you that. So do that, you know. So, uh, so yeah, go for it, and God bless you guys, you know, so for having us, and, uh, and, and, and yeah, just, uh, uh, just be a light for the world, 
and, and just, just keep on shining for, and for your fellow brothers, fellow sisters, and f- uh, for your country. And God bless you guys, and uh, thank you, Pastor Manny, for this opportunity. Just, uh, just a word of encouragement. You know, um, most of you here are, are probably Christians, and, uh, and so for you, the message is uh, to share uh, the gospel, you know, to tell people that there is a God who loves them, and, you know, he made them in his image, um, but our sins have separated us from him. Um, but we don't have to die in that condition. We don't have to die and go to hell. We can tell them that Jesus died on that cross for our sins, and, uh, and if they put their trust in Christ, that they'll be saved, that they'll be free, they'll be forgiven. And I think sometimes as Christians, we forget, like, like PJ was saying, the power of that simple message. It's not in your presentation. It's not in your righteousness. You're like, oh, you know, I, I wanted to share with someone today, but, you know, I, I kind of blew it this morning, so I'm kind of like on the bench for the rest of the day. And, and it's not like that, you know. None of us will ever live a, a day where we're good enough to share it today, you know. Um, we got to share the gospel. There's power in that message. And, I think what happens so many times is we get caught up in our own life and we do our own thing and we're, we're playing games and we're watching television and we're relaxing and we go to the movies and we're shopping and, and we're just living our own life and we are not sharing the gospel. In all honesty, when was the last time you shared that message with someone? You know, not to beat you up, but to lift you up and to tell you that God can speak through you. I mean, we're, we're nothing special. I always think of Samson and how it was with the jawbone of a donkey that he defeated the Philistine army. And sometimes that's how I feel. I'm, a, I'm not just a donkey. I'm like a dead jawbone of a donkey, Lord. But, but if you could share that message through my life to maybe somebody who's hurting, you know, somebody who's going through a trial or, or there's some calamity that's happening in their life and they feel like they have no hope. Lord, lead me to that person and give me the love and the compassion and the grace to be able to share that message. And so for us who are Christians, uh, please be all about that. You know, uh, D.L. Moody, uh, he had it in his heart that every single day, he, he wanted to share that gospel message with at least one person. And so I would challenge you, man, maybe you can ask the Lord for that opportunity. Lord, today, every day, I want to share with at least one person. And, you know, you can always find somebody. All you got to do is go, like, to the places he mentioned, Krispy Kreme or whatever, you know. <laughs> And you'll find somebody there and just share. Are you a Christian? Yeah, I am. Okay, never mind. Are you a Christian? Yeah, I am. Never mind. Oh, you're not? Okay, well, let me tell you something real quick, man. A free donut. No, I'm just, you know, and, and so for us, we, my prayer is that we'd have that heart. Here was a guy, D.L. Moody, with a fifth grade education. That's all he had. And he spoke the gospel to 100 million people. Think about that. God used his life in such a tremendous way to touch many men who went on to become great pastors. So for us as a church, I pray that that we would have that in our heart. 
I'll, I'll tell you this real quick as a side note. You know, uh, I'm ex- there's so many things I want to share with you guys. You know, Joshua and Katie and the adoption going through. I talked to Joshua last night, but going through a lot of trials, you know, keep them in prayer. But what God's doing over there, the spiritual battle that's taking place. Um, I want to tell you about the outreaches that we have going on here through the church, whether it be VBS. We're really praying that it would be an outreach to the community um, or the we got a concert coming up in August. Um, there's some other things that we have going on, reaching out to the community. And, uh, and, and then, you know, the missions trips, you know, like we're leaving, uh, going to Cambodia. And I, I'll tell you what, I, I'm not sure, I'm not a prophet or anything, but I'll bet you almost anything, should the Lord tarry, that we would have that wonderful opportunity to go to Nepal. I think God's probably going to do that. And so start praying about that, you guys. And, uh, and just my prayer is that everyone here, would be completely committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And you might not be able to go. Maybe you can if you just understand. I was thinking about how, I don't know, I I like to think weird things. And uh, uh, all the big mountains are over in Nepal. You know, like the eight out of the 12 biggest mountains are over there. So I'll tell you what, let's go there, you know. (laughs) Because God, uh, in that song that they were singing earlier, I love how it says, the mountains bow down. Isn't that beautiful? You know, and so um, I, I'm just blessed. You, you, you might not be able to, to give financially. You know, um, I know there are some people here, you're good stewards of your money, and, and yet you're just living paycheck to paycheck. I tell you what, God knows that. And he, 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 he knows that. But you can pray. You can pray. You can commit to prayer. And, and then there are others of us here who, bottom line is, we have too much clothes and, and we eat too much food. And, uh, and we indulge too much. And God is just saying, hey, don't you think that a little bit of that belongs to me for my work? You have to search your heart, you guys. So my prayer is that we would, when we see opportunities to give, especially if you get tacos in the process or whatever, you know. When you see those opportunities, don't see that, oh, they're asking for money. You guys know we're not like that as a church. But I do pray that God would change your attitude because this is not something that is obligatory. This is not something that is a bummer. To give to the gospel of Jesus Christ is an opportunity and it is a privilege that if God would so shine his grace on us, we would be so blessed to be a part of, you guys. So, you know, if you're here today and you're not a Christian, you know, I would venture to say that that there's a hole in your heart, that you know there's something missing in your life, and maybe you've tried filling that hole with drugs or alcohol or sexual adventures or you know, maybe you tried, uh, like PJ was saying, with the materialistic things or, or a relationship, but then come to discover that it doesn't fill the void because none of those things ever will. Only God himself can fill the void and give you power to overcome and to get you on that road that leads to heaven. 
You know, and, and so if that's you, you know, you've got to be hurting. But you've got to know that God loves you. He died for you on the cross. This is not a religion. You're not joining a church. But if you would make a decision to turn from your sins and to trust in Christ, then you can be saved today. And I pray that you would. I pray that you would. And I want to lead you in a prayer, just in case you're here, to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And there is power. There is power to save you. I did that many years ago, August 20th, 1989. I'll never forget that day. And he came in and he set me free. All it is is a prayer. So let me lead you in a prayer. Lord, I just come before you. I thank you for now as we have communion together. I pray, Lord Jesus, um, thank you for the Great Commission. Thank you for the blood of the cross. Thank you for this time. But I pray, Lord, if there is anyone here who needs to be saved, who needs to return, Lord, that you would touch their hearts and that they would pray this prayer. And so you pray this prayer from your heart if you want to get right with God. You say, Dear Lord, I come to you today and I admit I have sinned, but I turn from my sins and today I choose to follow Jesus Christ, that Jesus would be the Lord and Savior of my life. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your love. Help me to live life as a Christian from this day forward. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.